1: Hello everyone, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Claudio Relsano Show, brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. We are taping from the My Policy Quote Studios. As always, want to thank Rick Mitchell and Adam Zaluf. Uh, Adam is my great producer. Rick is the guy who does the intros and outros. So thank you both. Today's guest played 15 years in the majors. He was a, he was drafted by the Yankees in 1994, but he chose to go to Seton Hall College. Then he was our first-round draft pick by the San Francisco Giants, fourth overall in 1997. He played for eight teams, the Marlins, the White Sox, the Tigers, the Rockies, the Rangers, the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Angels, and the Braves. Was an all-star for the Pirates in 2013. He also played for Team Italy. Uh, for uh, the World Baseball Classic in 2009 and 2013. He also is an entrepreneur. We were going to talk a little bit about that as well. Welcome, Jason Grilli. Jason, thank you so much for being on the show.
2: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure.
1: Now, I wonder if I'm going to get in trouble from anybody because I've had guys on like Mario Andretti, Vince Ferragamo, Pauli Malinaggi, Vinny Pazienza, now Jason Grilli. This might turn into an Italian show. What do you think, Jason? Well,
2: it sounds like you got all the A E I O Us uh, covered there. I don't know if you got any any sometimes wise. They they pose as Italian. When they're around Italian people, everybody wants to become more Italian. Like like
1: there there you, you know? go. There you go. But um all right. Well you know what? Let's let's start with something I like to start with usually. Paint a picture to our audience of the seventeen year old Jason Grilly. Oh boy, I was uh very wet behind the
2: ears, skinny, scrawny, but uh, had a million pounds of guts in me because I wanted to be a big leaguer. That's all I wanted to be, and, and I wanted to be just like my dad, you know. First off, I will say that. I, I have one of the greatest fathers uh, that I could ever have. I'm blessed to have him part of the creation team. As I tease him and my mom, I don't call him my parents. I call my creation team. And uh, my dad My dad was is, is my best friend, and uh, I'm lucky that I could say that. But uh, yeah, I wanted to be just like my dad and mine just happened to be a big league ball player himself. So uh, I had a front row seat and I'm an outlier to clubhouses, and and had the formula how to get there. So um, my skinny rear end just figured out how to sling the rock better than um, he could because I didn't want to work in his, his tavern after I saw what life after baseball was for my dad. And, he was a hardworking man. Was able to provide very well for me and my sister. I don't feel like I was slighted growing up. I loved where I grew up in Syracuse, New York. And um, but I just didn't want to do that for a living. I said, "Hey, Dad. I said you got to do this." I said, "Rather than make pizzas and do chicken wings in the back and <laughs> cut celery and all that." I said, "Show me how to throw that slider you used to throw." You know. So uh, yeah. So that the the love, the father and son thing the field of dreams moments happen quite often with my dad and I and uh I had told him a crazy story I just told this the other day I said my dad used to look at me crazy because he was a, he, he signed for a Snickers bar he didn't even make his team uh his high school team till his senior year was a non-drafted free agent signed out again in university and uh in Erie Pennsylvania and I told my dad after one day of playing catch I said dad I'm going to be a uh Division one player, I'm going to be a first round draft pick. And my dad looked at me, didn't shoot my dream down, which I thought was pretty cool. He goes, All right. He goes, You know how hard you get at the work? I said, Hell yes, I do. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, that was just kind of the, the the 17 year old, you know, skinny kid that uh, had a heart, heart of being a ball player. I used to cut out all the sports illustrators and everything and all the guys I wanted to be, man. If I couldn't play baseball, I was living inside a baseball card world and ta- videotaping my favorite heroes like Nolan Ryan
1: and Roger Clemens on, on VHS. Sure. Sure. You know, when you, you mentioned your dad, you telling your dad that, and again, our audience has heard this a thousand times, but for me, August 19th, 1973, I went to my very first Pittsburgh pirate game. My uncle used to work at three Rivers stadium and he took me down to locker rooms and all that kind of stuff. So uh, fast forward, Uh, I'll tell you more of that story when you and I meet up. But uh, I I came home and and my parents, uh, my dad asked me, did you have a good time? I said, I did. But I know what I want to do with the rest of my life. I said, I want to be in professional baseball. It's exactly what I said. I I had never watched a game before that. My parents were from Italy. They like boxing and soccer, you know. And um, uh, and and they said, if that's what you want to do, me and your mom will do everything we can to make your dreams come true. And they were like your parents, extremely supportive. So we, we definitely uh, have that in common for sure. Now you were drafted by the Yankees, uh, but you decided to go to Seton hall. Tell us how tough of a choice decision that was.
2: Well, to be drafted by the, one of the greatest organizations of all time and uh, wear some pinstripes. I mean, yeah, big, big honor. Uh, But that was 1994. I was 17. I was a young senior. Um, and basically, the same offer of, of a full college ride to Seton Hall was basically worth the same amount that, uh, that the Yankees offered me because I was sick. Uh, and I kept telling my dad, I said, Dad, I'm not ready for Pro Bowl. I'm only 17 years old. And I said, To be honest with you, I said, I told you what my dream was, which was to play D1 baseball. I got a full ride of offers all these letters from D1 big-time schools coming in. Um, and the reason I chose Seton Hall was to be able to be close to Yankee Stadium and sneak out of my accounting class and, <laughs> and go watch the Yankees play. But, uh, no, it was the same offer. It was about approximately hundred grand that the Yankees offered me, and uh, that was a strike year in 94. So just I felt like the game was uh, had a little uncertainty surrounding it, and I was certain that Seton Hall was a better fit for me to grow up and he fill out. I was, uh, like I said, one of those kids that didn't like to take his shirt off in gym class. And so I figured, hey, college might fill me out a little bit. That freshman 15 sounded pretty good. And so I went to Seton Hall and, you know, stayed close to home. And it was good enough for guys that paved the way before me, like Craig Biggio, Mo Vaughn, John Valentin, And I was lucky to play and uh, chase my rabbit, which was Matt Morris, who was also a first-round pick with the St. Louis Cardinals. So he took me under his wing and told me, hey, man, come here on my recruiting trip, I think it'll be, be a good decision for you. So in fact, it was,
1: you know, that's for sure. Cause then later in uh, what 97 you were drafted number one fourth overall by the San Francisco giants, but you played your first game for the Marlins. Let's start there. Tell us about your career uh, from, from the Marlins right before, and, and this is a, a long uh, journey, but right before you, you played for Pittsburgh. Uh, some of the ups and downs.
2: Yeah, well, uh, my big league debut even, uh, you know, finding out what pro ball was all about. I was in AAA my first year and I got to play through three different eras. Now, mind you, again, I, I keep throwing out the whole thing where I was you know, skinny and have learned about the weight room. Actually, the weight room, the Giants wouldn't even let me uh, or any of us lift weights, which was kind of ironic during the steroid era, which was very prominent, as, as everybody well knows in the late nineties and uh, early two thousands or whatever. So, you know, them not letting us touch a weight was kind of ironic,
3: but uh, yeah, yeah,
2: I went through some, went through some injuries with my elbow. I had uh, pitched my big, big debut when the Marlins traded me for LeVon Hernandez. Uh, You know, I went up to Calgary, Canada and that's when I kind of was exposed to what was going on in the clubhouse at 20 years old. I actually called my dad, told him, I said, I was coming home. He said, why are you coming home? I said, dad, they're cheating. I said, I got here on my own merit. I was the fourth pick in the country, a first round pick. I said, all these guys, I said, I'm just, I'm just another guy throwing 95. And uh, so, yeah, so I was kind of like intimidated and frustrated at the same time that, you know, it really didn't matter. All my hard work, blood, sweat, and tears kind of uh, opened my eyes to the real world and real decisions that guys were making for themselves, which I understood. But I was pissed off because I worked, you know, hard without it and got to where I was without it. So, you know, fast forward to uh, getting traded and learning about the business of the game, uh, got my big, big debut with a kind of a crazy time to get caught up. I had some elbow issues, and they told me I was going up for one start. Uh, and albeit I wound up having a stress fracture and had to get Dr. Andrew to do surgery number one, uh, which I saw him later after that time. John, for the second elbow part. But yeah, I won the game. I beat Kevin Millwood and the, the, the big bad Braves with, with not 100%. And it was uh, one of those things where I was kind of like, all right, I made it, you know. And I knew this was a day I couldn't, uh, I wished for uh, a little bit extra, you know, better better box score. But like I said, I wasn't 100%. I ended up having surgery after that. And I uh, made my comeback trail and my my, my story of you know, never quitting. Uh, I, I tease all the kids now. It's my biggest thing, maybe jump ahead of myself when I'm life after baseball. But I said, make them rip the uniform off you, man. I said, keep the jersey on as long as you can. Sure. So, uh, yeah, the Marlins were the, my first big league uh, team. And, um, you know, I learned about the business and dealt with, dealt with all the
1: adversities that came with it, with it after that now in 2011 uh you came to pittsburgh uh tell us about uh starting with pittsburgh tell us about clint hurdle who had you in colorado uh, clint you know everybody knows I, I love clint hurdle have a ton of respect for him great guy and uh so tell us a little bit about coming to pittsburgh and again playing for clint hurdle how was that experience for you
2: yeah, it was kind of crazy um, at that time. Um, I played for him. I pitched real well in Colorado. I loved Colorado. I was, I was upset when I got traded there. Probably the year I had the best ads in 2008. I had such a fun time with those guys. We laughed so hard. Good bunch of guys, great teammates. And uh, what, a, what a beautiful area, part of our country. But, uh, yeah, played for Clint and came around to where after I came overcame my, my knee injury for my quad in 2010 when I was with Cleveland spring training. And I re-signed when I hooked up with Gary Sheffield. He got me a job in the minor league job in contract with the Phillies. And the Phillies were kind of burying me in AAA. They wanted to win the Iron Pigs. They hadn't won in their minor league system. They wanted to win in AAA. I said, well, I already got one of those AAA rings. I'm trying to get one of the big league ones. <laughs> right. And uh, I had a point. I had a point eight two ERA, I was 34 at the time, With about six years of big league dirt in my cleats, and Korea was hot to trot on me, and, uh, you know, like I said, my, it's in all in my book that I wrote, my journal, it's really more of my journal that I was reluctant to turn over to a friend who turned it into a book, but, uh, you know, I just I just uh, bet on myself, because I, I was in with one of my teammates and roommate at the time, Tag Bozied. And I was in uh, Scranton when they were part of the Phillies organization, and we uh, went to the laundry room and said, "Hey, man, I got a big decision to make." I said, "Korea's offering me a couple million bucks to go overseas. But I'm 34. I got a .8 ERA. with I'm averaging two strikeouts an inning, throwing 95. I signed here because I know the Phillies need a setup guy. And I said, "I'm not getting called up. I said I just need going to have an out in my contract. I'm about to take it because they're not. They're not. I'm out on the 40-man roster." And I know how this business works, but I said, somebody's got to want me. So I started making phone calls with Chef. I said, Chef, I want out of here. I said, no offense to anybody. I said, but I'm 34. I'm running out of time. I just overcame an injury. I'm producing right now. I need to go somewhere if somebody needs me. Well, at the time, the Pirates were climbing in 2011. Were, there was a storyline headline there because Pirates hadn't had a winning team in some time. And the boys were doing it. And I happened to just call Clint Hurdle. I said, hey, Clint, I said, congratulations on what you're doing, changing over the organization to winning. I said, I'm just letting you know. I got an out in my contract I'm about to take. If you see a fit for me over there and I can help you, you know what I did with you in Colorado. Uh, If you need my services, I'm going to be a free agent here shortly. He goes, well, he goes, thanks for letting me know, Grill. He's like, "Uh, love to have you. I got to obviously get some eyes on you. And, uh, you know, that's how it all kind of went. I was in Syracuse with my family, with the Iron Pigs. Mark Del Piano, who was a scout with the Pirates at the time, he uh, he could tell you a whole different version of his lens of how he came to the ballpark. He comes down and says, hey, Quill, I said, I came to see you. I got word you your pitch. I said, yeah. I said, I got my bags packed. I said, ready to kick you to Pittsburgh? He says, yeah, well, let me see what you can do. I said, I'm going to punch out two guys. I said, I'm going to do what I do. Throw, throw 95, a good slider. I'm looking for a setup guy. I said, I'll be right after the game. I said, I'll go with you. We'll drive to Pittsburgh. So he was laughing. <laughs> sure enough, I, I, didn't get to, I didn't get to drive with him right to Pittsburgh, but I got the call in Pawtucket where the, the Phillies, ironically, to how they said, we're releasing you. I said, no, I already released you guys. Wow. I said, I know transaction-wise, you were releasing me, and that's what it says in my transaction list. But the truth be told is I told them to release me. I didn't want to be a Philly anymore which was a bad decision. And to this day, a lot of people go, we messed up on you. You know, I said, that's mm-hmm. oh, all fine. I so I was grateful for the opportunity that you gave me the runway to get, get back to where I wanted to be. And I became a pirate and, um, you know, resurged my career there. I love playing here. I still live here. I got to play in that blackout game. And, uh, man, it's been, it was a ride, a, a good ride that I was, that I was seeking, uh, what I knew I was capable of. Like I was drafted as a starter, wound up being a closer did everything in between. So, uh, you know, like I said, I, I, I've enjoyed every bit of it. I I miss it like crazy, but I don't miss the intensity. And I I sure as heck don't like the brand of baseball that's being played. It's not the one I grew up on, but uh, you know, definitely, definitely glad I got to borrow it. So for so long Um, and, and and a mainstay here in Pittsburgh, it's been a wonderful journey. I'm so glad I I reside here and my kids love it here.
1: Right. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more and uh, the end of your career, but the beginning of a new career. But We're going to hear from our great sponsors real quick. Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar, criminal defense attorney Eric Jackson Lurie. My policy quote, uh, you can call Lou Raggianti at 412-609-9963. Dr. Roscoe, Dom, Eric Jackson and Lou Raggianti, great people. Make sure that you contact him if you need them. Uh, and Also, don't forget about my book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not the Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office. You can get that book on my website, also barnesandnoble.com and Barnes & Noble in Robinson Township, as well as my publisher, John Melvin Publishing. Don't forget about our boxing show, The Boxing Authorities, with Luther Dupree Jr. and Smoke and Jim Frazier. We just celebrated our 100th episode our special guests were Mauricio Suleiman, the president of the WBC, Donnie, the golden boy, Lalonde, former WBC light heavyweight champion, and John Jackman of Vive Television Network. You can check out our show on Channel Box and KeepBoxingFree.com. And don't forget about my YouTube channel, Claudio Rosano TV. We will be right back with Jason Grilli. To get tickets to the August 20th fight for Giuseppe Cusimano at the... Uh, Mohegan Sun in Uncasville, Connecticut, call 401-724-2254 or 201-580-7962. How much was your tax penalty for your health insurance last year? Were you told your health premium was going to be something? Then you wound up paying a huge tax penalty. Are you tired of being lied to about your premium and then getting stuck in the penalty box? Lou and his team at My Policy Quote are your number one draft pick. They have access to all the top carriers and as a brokerage, they have full market visibility with the tools and experience. Let Lou help you and your family find truly affordable, quality insurance and quarterback your power play to get you out of the penalty box. Call Lou and his team at 412-609 Nine nine six three. Okay, Jason. Um, you know you you had uh, a great run in Pittsburgh. You were a part of the team that broke the drought of being in the playoffs. Uh, what twenty one years? And uh, you were also an All Star, as I mentioned at the outset of the show, uh, representing the Pirates. And you were also on the cover of Sports Illustrated, which you talked about uh, checking those issues out when you were a kid. Tell us about that team. Tell us about Sports Illustrated. Tell us about the All Star Game.
2: Yeah. It was a dream run. Um, coming, you know, going from a middle reliever six seventh inning and moving on up to, you know, set up all, which to me is even the most difficult position in, in the bullpen and the sense that 90, 95% of the time you're facing the, uh, heart of the order two, three, four, three, four, five, the way the lineup tends to roll over. Uh, but that helped me, you know, get conditioned for being a closer and, uh, you know, just just continually the the guys that were there to see how the organization built around the nucleus of McCutcheon and walker and, and the likes of the guys that were there. i I, I really enjoyed my career and and uh, being a little bit, you know a more of a veteran presence, it was fun because uh, you know hurdle uh, had wanted me to lead the bullpen, and I think some of these guys taught me a lot as well that you know it was it was just a good a good uh, two-way street, you know. Uh, I never was a soapbox guy. I just wanted to be a part of something good and uh, voice my opinion and, and have it respected. And it, it worked, you know, um, we had such a good time. We had one of the best bullpens in 2013, we Had five guys from that year go to the all-star game, which was, was, like I said, it was just a sign of what was going on here in Pittsburgh. It was all good things. So, uh um, you know, it was just a fun time to be with and being on the All-Star game was was a thrill. Uh, The best part, two best parts, uh, highlights for me were just, I just wanted to make it the All-Star team one time in my career. And I had to have both of my kids on my lap, both my boys on my lap for the home run derby and had that picture. It capitalized, uh, you know, memorialized what that, that experience and all that hard work meant. And then also talking to Mariano Rivera, the greats, reliever of all time and uh having a good conversation with him about my story and and how I got there and then him tipping the cap as we both warmed up during the all-star game it was pretty crazy um and going to get my son his diapers and formula in New York City we were, me and my father I told him I had to go to the ATM and go run to a convenience store in New York City as we walked out it felt like being in a boy band because of all these Fans were trying to get my autograph on the Sports Illustrated, which I didn't find out I was on the cover of. So the, you know, that night and the day after, and you know, being in New York City, all these newsstands to see your face all over the cover of uh, the swimsuit issue. I didn't know I was a (laughs) centerfold, you know, but (laughs) but it was pretty cool. Um, And uh, yeah, just like I said, all these feathers in your cap, individual ones uh didn't measure up to just having the, the world series experience i had with detroit albeit we lost i said i'd rather go to world series and and not win than than never have participated and know what it's like yeah. at all but uh the run here in pittsburgh man that, that blackout game was was something awesome aj that was a big powerhouse influencing that to happen and uh I hope we're coming up on a 10-year, you believe that, 10 years that, ago. That's
1: crazy. That is crazy. This is
2: October 1st, so I, yeah. I I keep giving these guys in Pittsburgh, and I said, you better bring the band again. I just talked to Russ Martin and AJ. I said, I hope you let everybody know that you know you should be, if it's not October 1st, I said, at least for Reds, you know, series that you get the guys back together, have a reunion. 10-year reunion. I said, Pittsburgh would really enjoy that. That's I know that, sure. that that team would do it and uh, a heartbeat because I've talked to some of the guys still and and, uh, it'd be fun to get that band back together. It'd be cool
1: that's for sure and they need something to celebrate right now too um, we're going to take another quick commercial break to hear from our great sponsors Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar Criminal Defense Attorney Eric Jackson-Laurie and my policy quote call Lou Raggianti at 412-609-9963 and my book Lead from the Heart Up Not to Neck Up How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office you can get that on my website ClaudioRelsano.com, my publisher John Melvin publishing.com, Amazon.com, and the Barnes Noble and Robinson Township. Don't forget about our boxing show, The Boxing Authorities with Luther Dupree Jr. and Smook and Jim Frazier. You can check us out on Channel Box and keepboxingfree.com. We just celebrated our 100th episode. And don't forget about my YouTube channel, Claudio Relsano TV. And, oh, my friend. I forgot about my good friend, uh, Tanya Sh- uh, Schmiegel. Schegel, I-, I keep screwing up her name, Tanya Schmeagel. She has a travel agency called Here, There, Anywhere. Contact Tanya, Tanya at htatravel.com. I butchered that, but that's okay. Maybe it'll make that more memorable. We'll be right back with Jason Grilly. How much was your tax penalty for your health insurance last year? Were you told your health premium was going to be something, then you wound up paying a huge tax penalty? Are you tired of being lied to about your premium and then getting stuck in the penalty box? Lou and his team at My Policy Quote are your number one draft pick. They have access to all the top carriers, and as a brokerage, they have full market visibility with the tools and experience. Let Lou help you and your family find truly affordable quality insurance and quarterback your power play to get you out of the penalty box. Call Lou and his team at 412 609 9963. Okay Jason you retired in 2017. You know I always was a big fan of yours on the field. I liked the emotion, I liked the passion. I liked how good you were. Like the part uh, the fact that you were Italian. But uh, the other thing that I've always admired about you was when you retired, you got involved in some other businesses. You had a very uh, huge entrepreneurial spirit. Tell us a little bit about some of the work that you've done after you retired and and even some of the things that you're up to now, including top sports, our top 100 sports and your wine.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, we've always been advised with, with every meeting that we had with the MLBPA or our union that, hey, guys, keep in mind we an injury away from, you know, being out of uniform longer than we're in it. Uh, like I said, uh, God was good to me and letting me borrow the uniform for 20 years. I got to bow out. Uh, another goal of mine was at 40. I could have probably played two more years after that when I left 95 on the, on the radar gun, uh, which is like, you know, a change up nowadays, right? Yeah. See guys from 102 to 105. Um, but, 95 was pretty good for a 40-year-old, uh, you know, going back to, to where it was, and what got me there. But I, I, I was looking for a reason to retire, and uh, my, I got two boys at home uh, that, I, that were all the reason I needed. And I could just see that when you're 40, they, they were trying to push me out of the game, and there's guys that were getting up in age, and you can start to see that, hey, the game doesn't want, uh, it's young kid's game. When I'm facing a guy that was, born the year i was drafted i just started to feel a little weird like i'm not supposed to be here
1: you know yeah (laughs) kind of felt
2: like that a little bit and uh it was okay it was it was time to go i have so many aspirations and and things that i wanted to get my hands on because i'm more than just a ball player it was something that i got to do put on the superhero costume every night and uh it was fun i I still do miss the competition and moreover everybody says it just laughs in the clubhouse and on the buses, on an airplane. I said, that was the stuff that you just go, man, is this real life? I can't even believe I get to do this. Uh, But, yeah, so now I've turned the page. uh, I've closed out my career. I've had some good celebrations, good laughs, some good stories to share at uh, some dinner tables and banquets and what have you. But now I'm doing some stuff where I said, keep the uniform on. I'm, I'm working with a company called Top 100 Sports. It's based out of Syracuse, New York. And just like the combine that they're doing with MLB players, amateur players, I'm doing it with these kids to help them get placed and help play collegiately and keep their uniform on a little bit longer. So top 100 sports, we do baseball, softball, and lacrosse right now. And we get all the metrics testing and we do all this uh, College Connect stuff where they can build a profile like their Instagram, TikTok, that's all sports related and gives them power of all kinds of things on the inside. It's a Lamborghini engine. We spent seven figures on this machine that uh, we're very proud in getting all these travel organizations to get involved. Um, And the best thing that's fun is, uh, you know, chasing my Italian heritage, as you know, uh, doing some little bit of wine. Um, And we just released the Yogi Berra uh, bottle and vintage that – Embodied. And basically how that all came about was just chasing my roots. I got to be uh, on the Italian team for the WBC as well as I was supposed to play for Team Italy in 96. That's a whole nother story about the players pushing us out because they didn't want us to take their spot, which is understandable. There's a hardship and um, you I know, got to relinquish that uh, in connection with, with my heritage through baseball. Sure. Uh, starting in 2006. I got to play there three times. But I wanted to continue to learn the language. I got to go over there and over there four times. My buddy's over there, and we, he's, he's part of the reason why we started this wine company because I've been trying to help grow Italian baseball and softball in their facilities because these people, my God, they work so hard like a student athlete does, but they do it in their job. And then they train during the day after work, and then they go play on the weekends. So it's not a full professional league. And soccer is king over in Europe, and especially sure. in Italy. But the facilities, man, I said to my buddy, I said, you're doing all the websites for some of the biggest wineries over there. Why don't we get some sponsorships? And I helped him try to form a union. And I tried to come up with ways and talk to our union about, hey, how can we get the Italians to have a real professional league so we can turn out some more Italian-born players just like Japan does and Venezuela and Dominican sure, right. and their hotbeds. Right, right right? For baseball. Exactly. So I said, well, geez, the AEIOUs, we, we like baseball too, you know, and it's become <laughs> a world wide sport. So, uh, yeah, I want to get more people to interview, you know, get interviewed on your show, man. And the wine was the way it's our, that's one of our, uh, passion projects and fruits that we, uh, you know, we can, we can gather around that people do. And, 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 and when people buy my wine, there's a charitable contribution that goes back to the kickback to Italian baseball, softball. They even have a blind league, believe it or not. Um, so you talk about love for the game. There it is right there. You can't even see it. Uh, you know, you can appreciate the sounds much more, but very unique experience. But uh, yeah, the wine business, rock and ball, every athlete wants to be in, uh, a rock star and rock stars want to be athletes. We, we live a similar life. and That's the name of it. And we're proud that uh, we've opened up our online store. I'm sharing it with everybody I can. And uh, doing doing stories and interviews at my own dinner table like this.
1: Sure. Well, that that's great, and I love the fact that you're trying so hard to make uh, the 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 baseball in Italy uh, relevant. I don't say relevant, but but grow. I, I I like that, and I know our company, the Global Scouting Bureau, has sent many players uh, to Italy. So you and I will talk about that another time. But I I think that's great that you're doing that. Real quick, did did you play for Mike Piazza? Was he your manager? Uh, no, I didn't.
2: No, he was actually on the team uh, of the first World Baseball Classic, but I know he's at the helm now. Right. Uh, okay. From the team. But no, I didn't get to play for him. If he wants to bring me out of retirement, I might have one inning left.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I saw you last week. I think you have more than one inning in you. But. Um... <laughs> Well, we're going to have some we have something here called the Eric Jackson lurie Final Word and uh going to ask you some questions here. Uh, Eric Jackson lurie criminal defense attorney with offices located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. Call Eric at 412-963-9308. Okay. Favorite baseball player of all time besides your dad? Uh
2: Nolan Ryan easy choice. He was just so dominant and uh probably was the first pitcher that really you know, lifted weights and went about a yeah. business a whole different way. He was just so dominant. Dave Winfield was a second because you know, if I played right field
1: as, you know, position player, Dave Winfield was another big uh hero of mine. Favorite athlete besides those two? Oh, gosh. Uh,
2: I don't know. I was a big Mark Bavaro fan. Yeah, tight end Giants. Yeah, he used to just just run when there was like 20 guys on top of him. you still wanted.
1: Yeah. Was there a businessman that you studied along your path to become a businessman yourself?
3: Uh,
2: fortunately, I had a, a
1: you
2: know, think like the rich dad, poor dad thing. My, my uncle, it's my dad's first cousin. He was an operational vice president of Walgreens, a family member. Wow. Uh, did very well for himself. Always very you know business oriented i always call him even so to this day for business advice but you know just all the people that i got to have uh dinners with some of the guys at the beginning of the year with the sponsored dinners that we had to usually get dressed up for and, and uh sit around tables i get to sit around a lot of a lot of people ceos and guys used to be like why do you get so excited about this I go, guys these are the guys that are writing our checks i mean that's Can right. you imagine? I mean, we're making there's a millionaires club. I said there's there's a little bit bigger with the billionaires club. I said, um, wow. "On the Illich family, I was it next to his right hand man who told me, you know, the business is about people and how they treated everybody in, in their organization. So being with the Tigers, it was pretty cool because starting out with little Caesars and the and to owning half of downtown Detroit with you know, owning the Red Wings and the Tigers. Right. I mean the guy did so much and to be able to talk to some of his personnel and get some business advice. I've I've been lucky to talk to many of those people.
1: That's great.
2: Two more things. Favorite book. My favorite book, it's called an awesome book. It's a children's book. It's about living your dreams out and don't let anybody kill them.
1: Um, Nice. I like that. I
2: try to give those copies out to people, uh, kids and, and adults alike.
1: I like that. And finally, what are your goals now? For the future you, you've accomplished so much on the field and off but what would you like to do now next
2: i'm i'm just soaking the bone marrow of life i you know people go <laughs> why do you get up so early i used to i used to love sleeping i just found out like i said i'm living life i'm too busy to even know uh had a lazy morning which i don't remember the last time i did just drinking coffee and i actually turned on the news i just found out about you know the trump and fbi and all that political right. stuff that's going on and i just go. I just realize how much life I'm living because I'm doing my own life and not worrying about what, what TV show is relevant and what series I don't, I'm okay. too busy living life because I want to live my own to not worry about everybody else's. i like to know what's going on. And it's nice to know that people tell me that stuff at dinner conversations, <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm digging ponds and learning about ducks and chickens at my farm, <laughs> you know? So I guess there's just so much life to live, man, and I want to try to do it all like, like uh, the famous Forrest Gump movie is all about, right? That's right. That's right. try to live it as much as you can.
1: Right. Well, I, you know what? I told you before. I, I admired you before, and now that we've met, I admire you even more. And uh, I hopefully we can meet up soon and, and go over some things. But um, I know you're going to continue to do great things, Jason. And, uh, again, it's been a pleasure to to, to connect with you and I appreciate you taking time to be on the show today. Thank you.
2: Thanks, thanks Claudio. Yeah, just uh, any way we can give back, you know, like I said, that's the biggest thing, living out what what God's intended, loving thy neighbor, man. We all just got to collaborate and uh, lock arms, especially now. So anyway, sure. I could be a teammate, man. It's great to be a part of your show, and I wish you the same success
1: and look forward to having dinner and some wine with you, man. I'll, I'll be ready. I'm going to get a hold of you soon. Uh, after the show, we'll send you a quick text. We'll meet up soon. And uh, we had fun. It was a great event. We we met at the Italian Hall of Fame at the Lamont, uh, what was it, last week. And uh, yeah, it was a good time. It was it was a nice uh, time for sure. But, Jason, again, admire the hell out of you, respect you, and continue success. And I'll be talking to you real soon.
2: Thanks so much, Claudio.
1: Okay, brother. Talk to you soon.
2: Take care, man. All
1: right. Okay, everyone, hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did. Uh, Jason, really great guy. He's had a great Major League Baseball career and is even doing better things uh, since he retired. So keep an eye open for Jason and all his successes. As always, want to thank Rick Mitchell for the introductions and the outros. My fantastic producer, Adam Zaluth. Thank you, Adam. Could not do the show without Adam. He's the best. Our fantastic Great sponsors who are great people. Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center, Dom's Pizzeria and Sports Bar at 502 Cabot Avenue in Trafford, Pennsylvania. Call Dom at 412-372-3667. Criminal Defense Attorney Eric Jackson-Lurie with offices located in downtown Pittsburgh and Fox Chapel. Call Eric at 412-963-9308. My policy quote, great people. Lou Ragianti, Mike Carrots. Uh, Again, definitely you need health insurance, life insurance, call them. They are great people. Trust me. Great company. They will get you great rates. 412-609-9963. You got the information on my book, The Boxing Authorities. Check us out on Channel Box and KeepBoxingFree.com. So we have some great guests coming up, as always. But we appreciate you guys listening. Subscribe to the show. And as always, thank you, Mom and Pop. Talk to you guys soon.
0: Thank you for listening to The Claudio Rosano Show brought to you by Roscoe Hearing and Allergy Care Center. Be sure to tune in next time on ClaudioRosano.com.
3: I talk to my mom, she can't understand me. She gets so cranky and irritable.
4: Well, your mother's ears cannot understand speech sounds, and that leaves her trying to guess what you've said. This makes conversation exhausting for her. Can we help her? Yes, Julie. Once we improve her hearing, she'll be less frustrated and be able to enjoy talking with you again.
3: If your loved one needs help hearing and understanding, call the Roscoe Hearing Center at 814-375-0455.
4: Hearing solutions with the care you've been looking for.
1: Are you tired of paying too much for health insurance? With those enormous premiums, you lose yardage, then get sacked with all the upfront costs. What are you paying for? Lou and his team at My Policy Quote are your number one draft pick. They have access to all the top carriers, and as a brokerage, they have full market visibility with the tools and experience. Let Lou help you and your family find truly affordable quality insurance and quarterback your power play to get you out of the penalty box. Call Lou and his team at 412 609 9963.